podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers five minute update, but this will not be a five minute update. It's <laughs> going to be a lot longer than that. We say that all the time on the five minute show and it's usually 10, 15 minutes. Strap yourselves in. It's going to be longer than that on this. Me it's and Jamie Holmes a, speaking for five oh, minutes. <laughs> there, not happening. Not happening. Not happening, mate. <laughs> As you are probably aware, this is going to be a Joe Gomez injury special, um, special if you want to call it that. And we're just going to go over our own thoughts and feelings on it, the ramifications for Liverpool, and if there's any solution out there or what we can do about it. So, as you can tell, I'm joined by Grizz and Jamie. Lads, how are you? How are you feeling? How's the mood? Uh, I would have liked to have been coming on the podcast under better terms, to be honest with you, mate. It's not uh, it's not ideal. And, and the one position where you wouldn't have wanted any niggles or certainly no long-term injuries uh, seems to have happened. So, yeah, a little, little frustrated, to be honest, mate. Yeah, it's a tough one to take, isn't it? Grizz, what about yourself? Very tough one. Um, very tough one. I'd, I'd rather not have done this podcast tonight, <laughs> which would have meant, you know, there's no sort of injury to Joe Gomez or whatever to speak about. Chris, um, we've been we've been talking about doing a podcast together for years now and we, and and look we at finally one. get one. This we finally it. get to do one, mate, and it's it's because Big Joe's got injured. Can it's, you an absolute, it? it's an absolute sickening one. And first and foremost, lads, I think you'll all agree, it's m- the most sickening part of it is for Joe himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I'm tough. gutted for the kid. Honest to God, lads, I was at work when... Who, who, uh, you know, I think Paul Joyce said something first. And and I thought to myself, oh, no, not Joe Gomez, right? And then you think to yourself, straight away, automatically, it's natural, isn't it? Then you think, how serious? Yeah. And then you think, which part, you know, as you picked up the injury, and then you think, hope it's not the knee. You know, these the, the, yeah. the train of thought. And hope Everything it's not you don't want to happen, and then it's getting, look at check fed. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, cuts, and you're like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, you're ticking off all the hope it's not, and it's and it's everything that you're hoping it's not, hmm. and then you find out it's his knee, and then you think, oh, hope it's not as bad as it was last time. I think 2015 he'd done his ACL. Hmm. Um, so yeah, all day I could obviously, from a selfish point of view, from a fan point of view, you think Liverpool. Are we cursed? What is this? What is going on? But then you realise that. Imagine how Joe Gomez feels tonight. And yeah, proper downer, mate. Proper downer. It's one of those. If I was a drinker, um, I'd be I'd be downing him tonight. I'll have one for you, mate. Yeah, Jamie, I'll make up for it. But I'm an eater, so I I done (laughs) I done done plenty of comfort food. Let me tell you that, man. The double decker ice cream will be getting horse out with tonight. That's afterwards. That's afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) You know. But isn't it isn't it funny, lads, the way that these things happen? I mean, you, there was a lot of talk in the summer about whether we should have strengthened um, yeah. in that position. And like, look, I can understand that there's a lot of people probably now that come out of the woodwork, and you know, it's oh, look, I told you, show we should have strengthened. It's very easy, I think, to say that now. If it's 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 not for me, you've got to try and keep the balance of the squad. Yeah. Right. And going into the start of the season, I looked at it and thought, okay, Virgil's a player that doesn't get injured. 
you know, until this absolute horror injury, which, you know, it's you, you not still necessarily got... an injury. It, it is an injury, but it's the result of an absolute hatchet job. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't yeah. It's not that. the norm. It's not the norm. So you're looking at your centre back who never gets injured. He's missed what? I don't think he missed a game in two years. Then you look, the problem came with Gomez and Matip. They're both made of crisps. And you're looking at that going, okay, if, if them alongside Fabino, who I always thought Klopp looked at and thought, you know what? He's absolutely a good solution to have, which he has gone on to show. He's been fantastic when playing centre-back. I think I think the challenge now is we're living in a post-COVID world. So we were already smart with our transfers pre-COVID. But post-COVID, when there's not a lot of money knocking around, you only have to look at the structure of the deals that we put in place for Jota and uh, Thiago. We can't start spending money on third and fourth choice centre-backs when we prioritised attackers and midfielders. So I just think we've been incredibly unlucky. Like, how could you ever write this script? I don't know if you know, woe is me and all that. It's not a a road I want to go down as Liverpool fans because I felt Man City done it an awful lot and the media sort of played up to it a lot. You know, Man City lost Laporte and what you expected to do, even though they'd a plethora of players that could go in there. Liverpool seemed to be just trying to get on and get on. Now, this is another blow. But the transfer business, you know, Jamie touched on it there. We we signed Jota, we signed um, Simicast, which were positions that we needed. And the other one that we would have seen the centre-back cover was probably the next. But well, we went and got Thiago. An opportunity arose and we went and got Thiago. And as Jamie said, you know, Klopp obviously sees Fabinho as a viable option there at centre-back. But he didn't think he'd pick up the, the injuries that he's picked up as well. You know, it's just been so unfortunate. And the thing well, that I'm saying is people are, want us to go out and sign, you know, these players off the top shelf at centre back, and it's probably not really a viable option, is it? You know, it's yeah, you, you, you have to balance your squad, you have to balance your, your players. Look, during the summer, we we kind of discussed it and we weighed up all the options. We tried to sort of pretend to get into sort of um um the Liverpool recruitment team's minds and what they could be thinking, sort of along the lines of and and we well, I made sense of it. I mean how can you cater for the amount of injuries and the type of injuries that we've managed to get? I mean, if you told me, and I know hindsight, and, I, and I, some people hate that if you told me, yeah. but if you told me that our centre-backs would have been Virgil van Dijk, Matip Gomez and Fabinho, because that's the mindset, right? Klopp's come out and said it. We thought Fabinho could do an excellent job because, A, we didn't get rid of Gini Wijnaldum, like so many Dimwits out there wanted to get rid of, yeah. to, re- to sort of get rid of and then bring in Tiago, which would have been a we would have been in a worse situation right now. But our our, t- our Liverpool as a club or as a coach decided to keep Ginny Wijnaldum and add the best central midfielder in the world. Yeah, mate, I'd have Thiago. sold the centre back. I'd have sold the centre back if it meant we got Tiago. That's how highly point, I rate him. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how we thought. So, th- so then I thought to myself, well, let's analyze it from what we've got now compared to the start of the previous season, which, by the way, we smashed 100 points near enough and, and won the league, right? So let's not forget that. So that squad had Lovren and the other three centre-backs. Now, it's fair to say, I think, that we were in a stronger position at centre-back than the record-breaking season before. Yeah. Add to that the likes of Williams, Billy, the kid, um, I think now, Phillips, Phillips is a better option Phillips, than the, Phillips. The Phillips still there. So then we've got four, I'd say, probably the best centre backs in the country. And I'm adding Fabinho to that. I don't care. Maybe yeah. you know, I, I I I actually believe he's a he's got the makings of a brilliant centre back. And you know, Keith, I said that all summer. I was drumming the Fabinho yeah. at centre back all summer. True. So it's very difficult to to criticize our recruitment for this summer, for this season, particular window. We could always say, but, but, you know, but we're looking at someone who's going to challenge the likes of Matip, Gomez and Fabinho to be Virgil's number one partner. But you've got to be some centre-back and you're going to cost some wedge to get, uh, uh, to, to, to be partner of uh, um, uh, Virgil van Dijk. And then as Jamie says, the, the, the type of injuries, like you can't foresee them. Virgil hasn't missed you know, games in two years. Yeah. Gomez, 
hasn't, apart from the ACL. He's got little strains here and there. But on the whole, you know, Matic was the dodgy one. I get that. But it's it's just, I, I don't know what to say, lads. The, the, you know, the amount of injuries at centre-back is, I, I don't know how to explain it, how to, how to make sense of it. But, but I think that there's a wider question, is, and as gut wrenching as it is for Gomez, you've got there's a there's a bigger question here, and it's not just looking at the the injuries to Gomez and to Van Dijk. It's we've got Trent out at the moment. There's there's yeah. there's mus- there's players popping popping muscles all over the place. Yeah. Who in their right mind is making decisions to put international friendlies, meaningless games, in the middle yeah. of a season that's already shorter? You had less preseason, I think. We're trying to cram a full season with one month less, I think there becomes a point when you need to look at this and I put it, I put it out on Twitter a few times and people have got annoyed. Oh, you know, people, these are on 130 grand a week. They should be able to play a couple of times a week. They're missing the point. This is, this isn't, this isn't linked to their wage. This is linked to performance. And as fans, you want to see the best players playing for the best teams and, you know, we want to get, we, we, we want to see the best players be able to perform. We are wheeling players out, you know, and expecting them to still deliver nine, 10 out of 10s. Because look, let's be honest, social media fans demand 10 out of 10 performances. They won't accept somebody that drops the seven out of 10 because your legs are falling off. Liverpool's second half performance was a team that are literally stretched to the maximum. And they just, you, you cannot keep expecting players to go out and perform and putting these needless games in the middle of a busy uh, congested pit like Klopp must be going absolutely spare that this has happened am I right in saying this is the third time Gomez has been injured for England yeah he'd, and towards serious one he'd done his ACL didn't he uh, yeah. in the bad one when Klopp had only arrived yeah. then he'd done his ankle was it his ankle he'd done yeah, I think it was, yeah, he needed well. a knock on his ankle. Yeah, yeah, he got a knock on that as well. So that and now this one, like we we don't know. I know people are saying like Selkay hasn't said the extent. He haven't had a scan yet. But from what Selkay was saying, it doesn't sound too good. You know, he's he's there's no one near him. I assume there was an impact from a tackle or something, but there's no one near him when he goes down. So like, I don't know how he done that. Jared his leg in the ground or something. I haven't a clue, but. It doesn't sound good. Have you, seen, have you seen what Chris Brack has just said in the comments there? Two have gone off injured in Holland versus Spain after 25 minutes. Ake has pinged, uh, yeah. pinged his hamstring. This is, lads, this is going to be the season now. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Look at the timing of it, lads. Look at the timing of it. It was only um, the last press conference after the after the game where Pep and Klopp had the hissy fit, so to speak, what people were saying. Look at the timing of it. They literally said this is likely to happen. These are the dangers. And, you know, it was Pep who said, like, you know, why this country, why did this country's governing body feels superior to everyone else and not in, you know, sort of have this five sub rule, for example, is mad. It's absolutely bollocks. Like, what are you, this is, this is solely to protect the players. And Jamie says, everyone's so quick to ask for a grade A, sort of performances from players week in, week out. The slightest dip in form or or consistency and everyone's jumping on them, but these guys are human. Now they're, they're, they're not machines and we're asking them to be machines. And, you know, okay, the Trent one, you know, was was bad enough. You know, uh, our most creative, one of our most creative players, right? And now the, 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 the sickening news. Honestly, I'm still... I'm still sad. I'm so I'm so happy I'm with you two tonight. Two of the most positive bloody reds. But you know me, I'm usually positive as well. But yeah, it's I'm, a tough one. I'm yeah. I'm struggling to raise myself for the rest of the season. And I know we've got the best man to do that. Like Jurgen Klopp. If anyone wanna, can do, raise these lot. Do you want to hear my positive spin then, Gris? Do you want to hear me? I'll always try. I'll I'll always try. So Still okay, so Trent Trent, it looks like he could be back in a in a few weeks. It, they, we've they've said four weeks, but they're confident of getting him back quicker, right? 
we we basically just need to get through a a, a block of games. I don't think that there's this big, huge panic. If you look at the likes of Fabino and Thiago, who are going to come back into this side, right? They are world-class elite footballers that would walk into any side on the planet, right? Correct. So if you bring in Fabino alongside a Matip, who's now fit, that is good enough to win yeah. a title. That If you can keep Matip fit, or if you know, guarding no, no injuries to the two of them, you keep them fit for a block of games. We're absolutely solid as a rock with Thiago Henderson and Ginny Wijnaldum. I'd say, you know, ro- rotating cater if we need somebody to be a bit more offensive. We haven't even seen what Thiago is going to do for, for this team in terms of creating from DPS and the protect, protection that he provides. So we're not going to miss, I know it sounds bad, but we're not going to miss Fabino that much in centre midfield when you can see the industry, the work rate of Henderson and, and Wijnaldum alongside Thiago's creativity. Those front three lads are going to get a hatful. So for me, you know, you look at that the spine of the team, it's still very, very strong. You've still got the best two fullbacks in, in in world football, in my opinion. And the front, we've now got a front four. We've never had a front four before, you know. So we, we still have a lot of quality. Yeah. It's just, you know, can we can we keep Matic fit? Um, you know, can we can we get to January where potentially then we'd we'd look to bring somebody in? I, I think our hands probably been forced. What do you think? Oh. Go on, Keith. Well, <laughs> give your spin I- on it. Well, not spin, but your thoughts. I hate that word spin. It's like we're, you know, we're trying to create something that's not there. It's it's, it's facts. So go on, say what you think. No, it's a tough one. Like something Jamie said there is spot on. If, and it's a big if, Matip and Fabinho stay fit, I agree, there's there's not an issue there. But the problem is that they won't stay fit. Now, replacing, bringing somebody in, a lot of people in the chat are saying, you know, what can we do? Can we bring in free agent players? We can bring in free agents, but the problem we have bringing in a free agent is can't be read, or not that, if they're not homegrown, they can't be registered in our squad because we're at the max we're home with non-homegrown players. So Mandel then you're just, looking at... And it just talks about that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go on, carry yeah. on. Yeah. No, no, yeah. we got to worry about homegrown players as well. So we can't just... Exactly. And that's the point. We can't just bring somebody in because, you know, if the, the, the four names that have been... Those four names being mentioned as top free agent, Ezekiel Garoy. And Ezekiel Garoy only had an ACL in February or so. You know, yeah. that's why he's a free agent because he cancelled his contract with Valencia. Um, Daniel Schwab at PSV, a inj- lot of injuries. Joseph Simonich, uh, that was at Celtic. And there's another one. I can't think of who the other one is off the top of my head. But there's four that they'll say are sort of relatively decent centre-back options. We can't sign any of them. You know what I mean? We we just, unless we take someone out. Now, unless they take Van Dijk out of the squad, but I don't know if you can do that. If you can just oh, take him off oh, the registration because he's not going to be playing. Ah. So unless they can do something around that, they're not going to be able to bring someone in. Now, Chris, did you hear of another name? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if any listeners and viewers can take you up on that point and find out if uh, if that can be done. But but look, with in terms of where we are, I totally agree with Jamie, and I know we discussed it in the group. I do totally agree that we have. So, for example, if we have Fabinho and Matip with our fullbacks, Allison. Tiago Henderson and our front four. If we can play that team 80%, 75%, all right, of the time we walk this league. But the, the problem lies is if we can't. And will our reserves, so for example, we know Matip's history, blah, blah, blah. Who steps in if Matip gets cropped? Now we can muck about in the Champions League for now. Because yeah. we've built up such a brilliant platform and we're, we're near enough qualified. I don't know if we play any FA Cup games before January. I don't think we do. No, I mean, yeah, that starts in January. Usually okay. The first week in January. If we can keep that 11 or let's say a group of 13, 14 that we got that we know are elite. I mean, that's an elite lineup, Jamie's just said there. Yeah. And, I've, and anyone who doubts that team wins a league is, is, is deluded. But, the, but also it's, it's hard to imagine keeping Matip and and you know fit for those i think we've got eight games lads yeah i think it's eight games we've got and you know that's my only fair worry i'm gonna sound like a real pessimist today and it's not like me but i just i just want comfort from you lot to in response in response there's no guarantee i know everyone's looking forward to january and look we go and buy a center back same problem exists in january with the homegrown thing but also keith in this day and age or even this current market, first, 
every club director is going to be just waiting there's calculator for for the yeah. bids for any of their players, right? Because we know we're desperate now. And secondly, there's no guarantee in football that you're going to get a top centre back of the level required to walk into this elite team. Because remember, we're an elite team mm. and challenging for the elite um, uh, trophies and 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 titles. There's no guarantee that we're going to be able to find someone who can walk straight in and fit into the system. It's a lot of it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of uh, thinking to do. I think for our recruitment team, yeah. I, I think we need to remember as well who our manager is. He prides himself on being able to find in squad solutions, and it's not what a lot of fans want to hear because a lot of fans just like anything that's shiny and new. Yeah. But Klopp will always pride himself on trying to find solutions within his squad, and so much so, I just think our days of stockpiling players or buying stop gaps have have gone. If they're not on big Michael Edwards spreadsheets and haven't been for a while, I very much doubt. Unless you're the ilk of a Tiago, you know, which surprised everybody, you, you you're not going to get brought in. So I'd be surprised if if we went and bought someone. I think you're right, Chris. I think the big question mark is Matip. Can we keep him consistently fit? Literally, because the, yeah. it, it's him, mate. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Fabinho, I have no concerns. And if anything, yeah. I actually nearly prefer him to some of the other options just because he's so smart at how... Because he's playing defensive midfield, they're so clever in how they can nick in and steal yeah. a ball. He's naturally aggressive. He's front-footed. I have no problems. I suppose one thing that could expose us is the lack of recovery pace from Gomez. But when you've got Alisson playing so high off his line, he... You know what I mean? He he will sweep up a lot of that. So that that's that's not too much of an issue. I think I think for me it's yeah, Matip's Matip's the big one. I think as well, maybe we need to adjust expectations in terms of I mean, you've seen uh uh Nat Phillips come in, right? Nat Phillips isn't a great footballer. He's not gonna step out, he's not gonna play. But what he can do is defend. Yeah. So maybe it just means that sometimes if the ball's there to be headed, he headed yeah. it. He was he was pretty much faultless. But the thing about him was he he knew his strengths. He didn't try and do a Lovren where Lovren tries to, to be Van Dyke. Look, play to your strengths. It just might be that in some games, if Matip needs a rest, Phillips comes in against a more direct side and just does his job. And, you know, as long as he's got those world-class players around him, we, we should be able to get through it. Yeah, and it is. It's, it's a great point. It is all about, you know, fans' expectations. We'll always want. Them. I'm looking at some of the names getting mentioned in there, and I'm not having a pop at anyone. You know what I mean? But and people no, are saying to me on Twitter, you know, <laughs> Upper Meccano, get Upper Meccano for his buyout clause in January. Number one, as Chris said, any uh, sporting director now in Europe is going to be rubbing his hands. There's not a chance we'll get Upper Meccano for 36 million in January. Not a hope mm-hmm. in hell. If we, all things equal, we might have been able to do a deal. That we'd get him in the summer, maybe you know, and, yeah, and look, they were just but he's not gonna come in January. If I told you if you do get him in January, you're gonna be paying 60 million for him. Well, just and, I know I know this is not the transfer agenda show, and we've we've we you know we wait awful, January, awful. But, but I'm just gonna pop in something. Look, I was told the reason why we're not going for a center back now is we felt that everything made sense in terms of what we've discussed, and our number one target was Upamakano because of that release fee which doesn't come about until summer and it made sense in terms of if you think about the way we work and we know about clauses in players that like for example the Minaminos of this world and even Matip at the time was a free transfer correct me if I'm wrong lads but we know about these clauses but we know about these clauses in these centre-backs I I genuinely believe we have to revisit that plan and thought now in January and and you know I know we're not the finance people and we're not the we're not accountants and we you know but we will have to disregard sort of in terms of how much it costs because needs must that's my opinion guys I don't know what you guys think it's a needs must situation and if it means that we can secure um, I'm not saying let's say let's say any centre back let's just not restrict ourselves to Upamakano but Upamakano as far as I know was the number one target. Now, let's just say if we have to pay around 15, 20 million on top of anything we would have had to pay, I think we have to do it, lads. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, are you going to go get there, Keith? No, no, go, Jamie. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think the big one is, by the sounds of it, Gomez 
it's he's not coming back anytime soon, lads. Like this could be more than a year. It's yeah. like it's 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 nearly worse than ACL by but by the sounds of it. Well, it once his once his patella's gone, that's that's a, a horrific horrific injury, lads. So this isn't this isn't one where we're like right, okay, um, you know, Gomez, we can bank Eight on him weeks. being back. Yeah, it's like. Gomez isn't coming back for a while, so I think given the the length of the injury, I, I think we I think we do have to go in, potentially go into the markets. But I'd be looking at someone more like an Alaba or some somebody like that. That's a that's a smart bit of yeah. business experience, latter stages of, of his career, if you will, but still can come in and make an immediate impact. And when the others come back, he's not going to be screaming on the manager's door asking for for mm. game time. And he's so versatile as well that you're going to you're going to be able to play him left back, centre mid, wide mid, attacking mid. Always talks about it. Yeah, it's a big point. So Kieran, let me look. Staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, Queen Now $17.99, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. This Go super ahead. chat before we discuss yeah. the Alibaba, because I think that's a great shout. Kieran, thank you for the super chat. He says, 11 games until January. Bloody hell, I thought it was eight. Uh, survival of the fittest. Beat Atlanta at home. That gives us effectively eight games to get through until the window opens. It, it literally is battle of oh, the uh, survival of the fittest, lads. And that's a great point by Kieran. Going on to Alaba, I think him, it would have made sense. And I think we would have 100% explored that avenue it makes sense in so many ways especially with Ginny you know looking to be going in the summer he would be able to he's the he's your modern day James Milner basically this fella he's I, I don't know many and I don't know many footballers but my limit my knowledge is limited you guys might be able to tell me but I don't know many footballers that I elite in two three positions like Alabay's center back left back center mid Kimmich is the only other one, and Kimmich he's is at Bayern as well, you know. Absolutely. But he's injured, and as Chris points out, they won't sell Alaba the fact that they've no lost Kimmich, but he's no, in the last six months of his contract yeah. as well, and they'll have a decision to make. I mean, if you, I don't know what figures you're talking, but if you throw 20 million at Bayern Munich with, with six Thiago. months left on his. Yeah, but uh, Keith, I know a lot of people raised that this issue with Thiago as well. Like maybe we'll just wait for him in the summer. It's not a case of waiting with Alaba. If we were to do it, we'd have to pay big money. And even then, would Bayern sanction it? I don't know if any of the viewers or listeners know the state or how long Kimmich is out for. You know, um, that may have an influence, yeah. I think. The, the, the big thing is, it like like Thiago, if Klopp gets in his ear and tells him that he wants him, he just sits tight. And the longer he doesn't sign a new deal, the power the power swings in our favour. And as you said there, if we put money in front of them of a decent amount... You'd, you'd be confident at getting something done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you touched 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 up on the uh, the, the quota thing, um, lads. We we even had a look at Mariepa. This was before Joe Gomez. Before everyone has a fit. Uh, while we had Joe Gomez fit and uh, and Fabinho and Matip, we because of the situation and sort of shall we wait for Upamecano or Alaba for free in the summer? We actually uh, had a look at someone reliable that I, I, I trust told me we had a look at um, Mariapa. I don't know if, even know if he's at Watford. I don't know if anyone can tell me where he's at now, but it yeah, would have made sense in terms of a short, Stephen Colker type short-term loan played in the Premier League, you know, fourth, fifth choice. You know, I'm just putting it out there that Mariapa was one of the, but obviously we're not going to be looking at the Mariapas of the world. Now we got, in my opinion, we've got to go big lads. I, I really think, I don't know what you guys think. We really have to go for, we have to, we have to, you know, like Jamie, you said earlier about it, we think so ahead about our recruits in terms of we plan six months, yeah. no, a year in advance. 18 I months think, or so. Hmm. Yeah, I think we may have to bring. Mariapa only signed for Bristol City there two weeks ago. So I don't know what he, the story is. Has he signed now? Oh, that was 11th it. of November. Well, there you go. So even that's out the window now. This is what I mean. This was before yeah. all these injuries. That's why we looked at because he was a free transfer as well. So that's out the window as well now. But look, in my opinion, I think we go for someone not short term, no loan business. You know, Virgil and it's it's, it's sickening 
But Virgil and Joe Gomez's injuries are long-term lads, and we just have to come to terms with it. Our recruitment team has to bring forward our plans because we're literally, literally left with one senior centre-back as a, who's played there all his life, and that's Matip. Actually, it's only today that Mariapa signed for Bristol, so we've literally just missed out on him. There you go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try the the positive spin again, lads, right? Because yeah. I feel like Grizz Grizz needs a bit of positivity. I can, I can see it in his face. I don't like this, Grizz. We need to get your back back feeling good, mate. If you look at the block of fixtures that we've just navigated, so we've yeah. already gone away to Chelsea, we've already gone away to City, we've gone away to Everton. We've pretty much closed. We've pretty Arsenal much boxed off. Well, uh, yeah, no, well, they came to us, they didn't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you look at the Champions League group, we pretty much boxed that off. Yeah. So to be fair, we've got through a really, really difficult period. And and the, the the kicker is, I kept looking. I always look at blocks of fixes, and I just kept thinking, and I'm nearly sure that the management were looking at it. If we can just get past City. If we can just wheel them out and get them past City, Absolutely. We've, got to, we've got a couple of weeks there, take stock and we can start rotating. I think because if you look at our next block of fixtures, they're not horrific, touch wood, you know, don't want to jinx us. But, um, and it, you know, it, people were saying, did we take a risk with Trent, you know, playing him in the Champions League and play? You've got to play Trent in those games. We, if you yeah. have an opportunity to go and win at Atlanta, get the job done, then go to City full strength and try and, and get, get some points. Then say to Trent, okay, have a, a bit of time out it's just it, we just probably pushed it a bit too far and that's the risk that managers are after taking that's why Klopp and Guardiola get so frustrated because you know people saying oh well they didn't you know they didn't make they didn't make changes they didn't use their full quote or the subs or whatever it is these games are such high stakes do you you look at Liverpool's back four are you saying that we should have played a James Milner in one of those games in the Champions League against Man City at fullback. It's just, these managers are one game away from a crisis. They can't yeah. afford to take the chances. So it's, uh, look, it's, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's only going to get worse. And I think you're seeing a lot in the comments tonight that international football is causing havoc. You've got a load of injuries coming through now. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to cause turmoil for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's a good point as well about the, we've got through the games. We've, we've managed to get you to get to this point and it's, it's fucking internationals but when we come back Big Joe Walsh was kind enough to throw in fixtures into the WhatsApp group earlier that we would have all seen so Leicester Atalanta Brighton Ajax Wolves Midgetland Fulham and Spurs right so the worry there right Leicester when we in the first game back now lads if we if we could say that we have Matip and Fabinho playing in that centre back you go with you go with Nico Williams at right back against Leicester, but if one of them aren't fit and you're going with Reese Williams or Nat Phillips, does that change the thinking of playing Nico Williams at right back? And are you looking then at a Milner in there as well? So there's so many jigsaw pieces that you know we can't say now what will happen. But from looking at those fixtures, I think that's if we can again get through that one then there's an easier run. As we've said, the Champions League, not that it's going to look after itself, but we, we've done good work in that to get in the position where we are now that we should pick up the the win that we're going to need somewhere. So we, we probably don't have to worry so much about that. Mm. Is it just about getting through that Leicester game and then trying to say, right, we, we what we have, if we were to, even if we had them all fit then and we were rotating, so we're not playing Matip, Fabinho every game because you're likely to run them down. You could say against Brighton, for example, you could go Matip, Nat Phillips mm. against uh, Wolves. Then you might go Matip, Fabinho. You might go against Fulham. You might go Reese Williams and Fabinho. Do you know what I mean? Is it about managing the options or it's not something Klopp really does, is it? He goes with his, uh, his main men. Do you, do you I, think I, that needs to be a bit of thinking behind it now? I think you made a brilliant point in terms of, but before we carry on with the brilliant points, we've got 600 people watching and yeah. I don't think we've got enough likes at all. And I know you're shy and Gav's shy about asking for likes, but you know me, I'm not shy. So can, 112. That's, isn't it? that's, like, that's, that's poor, isn't it? That's like ridiculous. Yeah. That's like we're giving all these brilliant points out for free. Like we're not even asking yeah. for anything. We're just asking for a press of a button. So if you could, if, if we get to 600 likes, lads, Trent will be back for Leicester. Come on, press the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> press the like button. And if we don't, the three of us will be making up part of the back four. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you exactly. might be all right, but the other two are down. He'll have to carry us. Well, not literally, hopefully, because he'll be <laughs> 
Yeah, but look, press that like button, please. It's very important to us. Um, you've made a brilliant point about if if Fabinho and Matip play as a centre-backs, then I think he trusts the energy and the vibrancy of a Nico Williams, especially if we're playing at home, and I believe we are against Leicester. That does change if it's a Reese Williams or a, or a Phillips, in my opinion. Then then you'd suggest that he goes with Milner. But lads, have any of you thought about Robertson playing as yeah. a centre-back? He's now played there for Scotland. Played there exactly. before. Now that Simicas is fully fit, um, again, we don't know. He's gone away with his international uh, country. I probably has. But fingers crossed, touchwood and all that, that he comes back. I really like this Simicas fella. Yeah, I think he's an absolute clone, Jamie, for Robbo. Yeah. We know that. Right. I'd. This is not a slight on Nico Williams. I no. love Nico Williams. Right. I absolutely adore the kid. And, but I really, I think I prefer to replace Robertson with Simicas. And then the, the 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 sort of maturity and and, and leadership skills of Robertson, experience, experience of playing centre back over the other way around on the right, if you know what I mean, if, if I made sense there, I just yeah. think that could be an option. Do you know it what? Could be do you know option. what's mad? I I thought we were going to see a little madness. So because of obviously Gomez's injury, I don't think it will happen now. But I had a funny feeling we might have seen Gomez and Matip with Fabinho at right back. Yeah, uh, in Trent's absence because he he's, uh, started his career there. Yeah. Um, he's hard that as well. Delivery yeah, from wide is is really is really good. I think the challenge when you have Milner in at right back is he very very rarely looks to beat a man. Look, he's yeah. he's an old man now, lads. Let's be honest here. This isn't a slight on James Milner. We're asking him to play one of the most difficult positions. Playing playing uh, fullback for Liverpool or centre midfield for Liverpool is is a horrible task because you're asked. It's basically playing three positions each. It's 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 crazy. You've got to be up. You've got to be down. You've got to cover space. You've got to be an attacker, a defender. You know. So when Milner plays, what I do notice is he'll get to a certain point up the pitch and he'll look inside and he'll play it on side and it just it blunts a lot of what we do that's good we need to be you know when whenever the ball goes wide we need to have the threat of going on the outside and stretch teams because if we know that the, the wide men aren't going to try and beat someone they know that they can just condense the space in the middle and then we're, we're not going to be able to create opportunities so I'd be I'd be the same thinking that we need we need pace and we need that threat to go in behind on both flanks if we are to still be as uh, as functional going forward. So, yeah, it's very true. How, how I would counter that slightly, or okay, say that is we may not have to rely on attacking uh, impetus from our fullbacks because of that fella, Thiago. Thiago, fair point. So yeah. he changed the dynamic of our attack completely and the style of our attack. And I think, and we've discussed it, haven't we, Keith, about in terms of we we, we actually predicted that Klopp's going to go to this formation. You know, amazing geniuses that you lot are at the Fat Mike 4 plus me, that we actually predicted that Klopp will go to this different formation um, because of Thiago and not be over-reliant. Yes, we've got amazing fullbacks and I agree with with Jamie about they're the best fullbacks in the world they, they simply are but we, 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 we at times and uh, people started criticizing that we became over reliant on them in terms of creativity Tiago one dimensional one dimensional teams really. were yeah teams were just doubling up on and the so flanks completely changed that thinking and that landscape completely because if we add Tiago to that midfield um, and Jota to the attack Maybe we're looking for a steady Eddie at right back, a la James Milner. Maybe we need the ex- as much experience as we have amongst our ranks now to keep that back for experienced, mature, just get through, you know what I mean? And then yeah. let the literally the front four be fed by Thiago. I mean, that is one way of a, um, a solution to the problem we have at the moment. Now, sir. Okay, Jim, we're next in line. Perfect, Jim. Things are going very smoothly. You remembered the cell phone bill? Yes, and the birth certificate. Nice. We'll have a real ID in no time. That's right. Ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game. Real great work, Jim. You too, Jim. Excuse me, are you talking to yourself? Now serving B25 at window number 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. 
Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. Yeah, it'd be interesting glad to see you what said solutions. Yeah, uh, well, I was going to say, I'm glad that you said solutions because I think one thing that this this team deserves immense credit for is they're the best problem solvers I've seen. Yeah. We have come up against so many different, uh, so many different locks that we've had to unpick, and we've always managed to do it. I mean, a, a slight subtle change. If you look, for example, you know we've we, a lot. Of, we've had a lot of mud thrown at us for our high line that we play. In the absence of VVD, have you not noticed that we've dropped? Yeah. So we're, we, we're, it's a subtle change, but we, we're, we're not playing that way anymore. Now we don't, we, we, you know, we don't have that personnel. So it's a slight adjustment. We're now playing deeper. There's going to be these little subtle changes all over the pitch. And like you said, Grizz, you know, I think people will be bored. If you read my Twitter feed, me talking about Tiago, that, that threat, the create, as you said, Teams used to think, right, okay, we blocked them off wide, we funnel them inside. Henderson, Wijnaldum and Fabinho are not really going to create that much and, and we looked a little bit turgid. Tiago, yeah. if you try to press him, he can just clip the ball over the top and you've got the three red arrows up yeah. front or the four red arrows now. So we we have enough to navigate football matches. I, I, again, not to sound like a broken record, it, for me it hinges on massive. The whole yeah, thing it really is sounds stupid to say. <laughs> it's how long can you keep him in the team? And if it is that he's going to be in and out, then then we probably have to look at some type of solution in the in the transfer market. But but I, I still think as well, lads. I mean, you look at a lot of people have said, "Oh, Spurs are going to win the league now," or Leicester. Have you seen Spurs' next ten games up until yeah. Christmas? They've yeah, played nobody. They've yeah. played nobody really. They played United away, but United are dirt. They played Everton at home and got beat. So you look at you look at this Spurs. Let's see where Spurs are at the end of December. Yeah. And and we've been away to top sides. We've played difficult games, and we are where we are. You look at Leicester. I believe they've. I think something silly like sixty percent of their goals have come from the penalty spots or something mad yeah. like that. I've obviously, I've obviously hammed that up because I like to exaggerate, but. <laughs> Well, no, it's a good point. The, there is a lot, but the, the, a lot of it, you know, Leicester are a decent side, but they're not. They're not on our level. If we play anywhere near to to our ability, so I think looking at the league table for Liverpool to be where we are, having faced the problems that we have, we have two elite footballers coming back into this side. They mm. will make such an impact. But yeah, it's just let's get wrapping Joel up in cotton wool. Yeah. <laughs> True, true. Before we finish up, lads, I just want to touch on Costas Calastas has put in a few times a shell for uh, Duje Calette Car from Marseille. The big red flag I have on that, right, is Marseille were begging West Ham to sign him in the summer. Now, if Marseille are looking for Gillies to sign their players and West Ham are the option, that to me is a blatant trap all over it. Do not yeah, I've touch, seen, I've do seen not quite, touch that. I've seen quite a clamour for him on, on, on Twitter as well. And yeah. And you know, my opinion on a player is he's he's an absolute fantastic ball player. I mean, you're talking, you know, he's he's a pure. He looks the part, but defensively, I, I don't think he'd be up for it. Look, the names going round are sort of your Ibrahima Kanates of Leipzig. Again, you know, English. again, yeah. I don't know if our recruitment team can dare take a risk with because because don't get me wrong, Kanate is one talented ah. centre back. I think he's a better player than Upper Meccano. I think well, Kanata is a better yeah, player than Upper Yeah, I agree. Both of us, we we talk about that all day and night. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, oh, not, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Upper Meccano fan. I know he had a stinker against Man ah, United, yeah, and a lot of the British uh, fans saw that and suddenly thought, "Oh, what a waste of time!" Including our very yeah. old Davo. But but <laughs> you know, the real football people know that he's a decent, he's a very good young, and he's a young centre back. Yeah. Again, I think we're going to have to look at. We can't take any risks with players that are perceived to or have an injury record of any kind. We're just not in a situation to do that, lads, this window. We're going to have to look at, I think, one of the criteria is not going to be pace, aerial ability. It's going to be durability and reliability because that's what we need. I don't want us to. I don't want this show to end on a total negative and me to start on the likes of Nabi and Matip and Ox and in terms of unreliability. But these guys... You know, they were bought for a reason in terms of to be valuable squad players. And no one denies that all of the players I've mentioned are, are so talented. But do you remember where I said, Keith, I don't want us to be like what we the same mistake we made with Lalana, Sturridge, Lovren, where we kept them, yeah. in my opinion, on for too long. Too much. Yeah. Jamie, I honestly believe we kept them one season too much, all of those mm. players. You know, 
I know I get all the loyalty and, and you know, the behind the scenes and how, but I, I just don't want us to do the same mistake with Ox, Matip, you know, Kater, you know, these guys Shikiri. would be so Shakiri, you know, beautiful talents. Don't get me wrong, but you're no good to us if you're, you're unavailable. And I'm not blaming them per se, but I'm saying we've got to be cold. We've got to be ruthless as a club and, and, and think forward now because, you know, it's, it's going to hurt us eventually. I know we've done a magnificent job to be where we are, but, you know, going forward, we need reliable, durable players. See, I think when you look at that and if you're looking at the bigger picture, I think you look at it, Klopp's tenure when he's he's looking like he's going to leave. I think he is putting in the building blocks for Klopp's Liverpool mark too. So I think you will, uh, you know, in the near future, start to see a lot of those players kind of phased out because we can't afford to carry yeah. we can't afford to carry players that just can't get on the football pitch. Um, I, I think what, there's one thing that we, and sorry, if we're finishing up, but there's one thing we didn't mention, and I I'd like to avoid it, but I still think that that it is an option is Henderson at centre back, and. The reason that I say this, and I'm Jordan Henderson's biggest fan, I think he is the key to all that is good in our midfield. But yeah. we haven't seen our midfield with Thiago yet. If you had a Thiago, Ginny Wijnaldum, and you could keep Keita fit, or Curtis Jones comes in as the creator, the option would, it be the, would, would it be the, the worst for us to say, okay, let's say we went into a game with Fabinho and, and Henderson at centre-back, for example, Trent and Robbo at full-backs, and then you had Thiago dictating in front of them, Wijnaldum covering space because he knows the system better than anyone. What he does off the ball is, is exemplary. It's so, so impressive. He snuffs out danger that we don't even see that there's danger. That's how good he is. And then that gives the likes of a Naby Keita who can, who can press in that kind of third man, uh, you know, that eight position get forward link attacks Curtis Jones can do the same so even even if that as is the worst case scenario I still think that for a lot of 60 65 percent of the games is is something that we could do and get through yeah and that's what it might be a case of just as we've said be creative to try and plug yeah, these gaps rather than you know rushing into the transfer because we've all said it you know Klopp as a coach it would rather solve the problems with what he has internally. Now, whether the young guys are ready for that yet, I don't know. I think we can sort of get through, but there might have to be something done at least in January. I would have There's no issue. Names. I, like the, I like the Henderson shout massively. Yeah. Because, because it's a very last resort. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I, it, but I just think if if needs must, it, because of, like, it's the tr- it, it's the transferable skills, right? I play. I played defence midfield, right? And my managers were always trying to get me to play centre back, and I did it a couple of times. And I know, look, it's, it's a shite level. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's it's quite easy for sense, some centre midfielders. If you've got, if you're defensively switched on, you can yeah. anticipate where the ball's going to go. You can read when to drop off. You know, you know when to go and win your battles. But most importantly, you can play, lads. You can Jamie, play the, on the ball. Yeah. Just and say, he's got the height as well. He's physical. The best example of what you've just described in recent years. And the most successful is our very own Mascarano. Yeah. You know, it's the best example because uh, a defensive midfielder, but so clued on and switched on in terms of how to play so many roles. You know, um, I think it was Pep that took him back there, was it, uh, Keith? Yeah. Or you yeah, it was, yeah. But and and why he done that was because just like Barcelona dominate position, I'd like to think these fixtures that we've talked about, we will be the dominant team. In terms of possession, you know, we can keep the ball for 65, 70, going on 70% of the time. And and when you've got that kind of stats, when you're working with those kind of stats, then you you could go with someone like a Jordan Henderson to, to slot in alongside a Fabinho or a Matip and then just be an extra ball playing centre back. I, I definitely think it's a it's an avenue. I get what you're saying. It's it's the last resort. But it's still still better than many other results, you know, in Mm. in terms of, you know, I mean, I get the praise that the Phillips and the Williams of this world have got, but we have to be, we have to be slightly realistic and say one's an absolute child kid, right? He done Mm. fantastic. And one is, look, you know, literally our sixth centre-back choice. So it is definitely, definitely an option in my opinion. You make a good point though, Chris, that the percentage of the ball is the big one. Yeah. 
In key. modern day football, 70% of football matches, maybe even more, we have most of the ball. Yeah. And a lot of what our, our good play stems from is the distribution from the back. You know, if you are, and this is, I think this actually is what started the conversation around Fabino dropping back because we didn't need a Henderson and a Fabino. This was, this was pre Tiago. Yeah. You didn't need a Henderson and a, and a Fabino at home against a lot of teams, but they're both too good to drop. So you're looking at it and you're thinking, okay, well, where can we, where can we use these? And you look at it, we build so much of our play from the back. Joe Gomez at this point wasn't overly confident on the ball. Van Dijk is obviously a freak of nature. He can do everything. But but I do I think there is there there is something in that where you know if you had somebody that's super confident yes Phillips can head everything that that, that comes his way but are teams that press high are they going to expose him and and when he gets the ball at his feet are we going to be a little bit susceptible so as I said very last option but uh, it's certainly one that we could we could do yeah well, I think it's a viable option to be honest um, but look hopefully lads we can um, we can as we say we can navigate through these games and see where we are and then take stock again uh, before we finish up I just want to say to let everyone know that Gavin Andy will be on at 10 with another show so he'll be spoiled tonight so uh, we'll, we'll wrap up now and, they're slagging and... off wine drinkers I believe as well and here's oh, me yeah, there. there you are <laughs> down in a glass of the finest red the good but, stuff Little zone, mate. Little zone. <laughs> award winning, award winning. Exactly. But, um, how did we do with the five minutes, lads? How did how long did we last? We're on to forty eight. Okay, yeah. so you did well then. Okay. Close. Four minutes, 48, 50 <laughs> minutes. Why not? But um, it'll be a good show later if everyone wants to tune in. Gavin Andy's little random chats is always a good, good bit of crack. So, and the reason we didn't want them to be bogged down with Gomez stuff, that's why we decided to do this earlier as well. And to let you know as well, tomorrow to tune in is going to be a crack on myself. Uh, well, I'll be hosting Grizz, Shawnee and Davo and we're going to be doing a little uh, sneaky draft don't game that's much all I was saying a little a little draft that we've had so much fun with over the lockdown so we'll be re- re-engaging with one of them tomorrow so tune into that one so look lads I think we'll leave it there we've we've got the 50 minutes it's um, you know I'll be getting Peter Smith in a minute me missus will be banging on that door to come in Same and stay any longer so we'll uh, call it a day and lads Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, My pleasure. It's been great, especially Jamie, a new a new one on the show. So thanks for coming in. And Grizz, as always, becoming pleasure, more mate. regular on the show. Yeah, no, we did. We, you know, it wasn't the best topic, and we no. did decide late in the afternoon. But I felt, you know, it's something that we needed to discuss and sort it's of cathartic. Grizz, I feel better already. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, you know, the solutions that Keith and Jamie have come out with has made me feel better and. You know, hopefully the listeners and viewers feel slightly better about the situation. Yeah. Well. The initial win the panic, yeah. the initial the panic dies away, up. doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. we all start to start thinking, "Oh no, it's the end of the world." Let's just keep the heads. The last time people panicked was when we saw Coutinho, and we sort of got through that as well. Yeah. So, you know, we'll march on. We'll march on. So we leave it there, lads. Thanks again, and listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us. We great numbers there tonight, but we'll be back in at ten. So uh, we'll talk. We'll see us all then. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.